Welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Housen. And I'm James Marriott. So, um, the vast majority of us were talking about wanting four points ideally. Three points would be maybe okay from the uh, from the two league games that we've had. And that's exactly what we've come away with. So, uh, it started well, didn't it, with the win at, at Rotherham. Uh, and then a little bit disappointing with defeat at uh, Morecambe. Let's talk about those two games first. So... Rotherham, uh, what a good, good win that was. It was. They rode the luck in the first half that um, you yep. know, Rotherham were the better side. And Wednesday, they weren't really at the races. Uh, you know, they had the, you know, Canberry had a couple of chances, but yeah, they, they looked what they are. Um, and that's a new team that's been put together. So it was disjointed. Um, but then, yeah, I thought second half, they were a lot better. And then, of course, you know, you can't really look past the big turning point, And that was the penalty save um, before half time. One of the best um, penalty saves I've probably ever seen live. It was that good. Um, it was, you know, and, and he has been top draw since coming in. I have to say he's barely yeah. put a foot wrong. I mean, we'll, we'll obviously get on to talking about games to come later on but the absence being the Sunderland match has been postponed and part of me was like quite pleased about that because I think you know he's clearly our best goalkeeper and if we're without him for a game there's a bit of a worry there isn't it, it changes the complexion for a, for a game so um, yeah I mean first things first uh, was was it a penalty? Was it inside the box? No I think it was outside the box wasn't mm. it? Um, so yeah you could maybe say justice was done really that um, Peacock Farrell has pulled off the save. I have to say it was a stupid piece of play from Patterson. He gave the referee a decision to make. And so, you know, you want to applaud him on the one hand that he tracked back and he was trying to help out the defence, but then to make such a clumsy challenge. Um, yeah, you know, and for a very experienced player and a guy that has played a lot of his career in defence, you would expect better. Um, in that situation but he made amends in the second half with the assist and it was a lovely goal for Canberry uh, that ball through from Luongo who was excellent in the second half and it did what we've come to expect from Massimo Luongo really combative and give Wednesday that bit of bite and aggression and they needed that too as you know Lewis Wing I think against his old club Maybe the occasion and the fact that he got so much stick from the Rotherham fans, I thought that sort of got to him. And um, he struggled and it was no surprise when he was taken off after an hour. Uh, but yeah, Luongo just got better and better as the game went on. Yeah, a few people were a bit surprised about um, Luongo playing in that game because we've obviously not really seen anything of him this season. So uh, there were a few eyebrows raised there, but... We'll we'll get on to obviously the transfer window is closed now. We'll get on to talking about the transfer window generally. But you look at it now and think, well, Darren Moore's got options. He's he's not going to want options if he's not intending on mixing things up a bit and changing the not just the midfield, but obviously you know pretty much wherever on the park needs changing in order to to put out the team that he thinks is going to win games. It's going to happen, isn't it? There's going to be games that he thinks it's a Luongo game. There's going to be games where he wants to do something a little bit a little bit different. And the great thing is he brought Luongo in. He had a, I mean, it wasn't a perfect game, but you know, second half didn't really put a foot wrong, not far off being a perfect midfield performance. And we won. So complete justification 
there. What you said at the beginning there was quite true in terms of the fact that there was a lot of riding our luck. And I think now, you know, we reach we reach an international break and we, we've got time to just take a step back and look at it. And actually you'd say that, I mean, Wednesday have not been phenomenal so far this season. They've not played amazing football. It hasn't all fallen into, into place yet. Um, and I think we've got better stuff to, to come. But, you know, if you can go to Rotherham and not play fantastic, particularly first half, ride your luck a little bit. Um, uh, uh, you know, as you say, massive turning point, but then take the game by, take the, game by the scruff of the neck and win that is how you've got to do things in league one isn't it it's not about going out and bulldozing every team and just being you know supremely better than anyone else because it's tight this league's not about that no 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 team is going to realistically no team is going to do that it is about you know uh, taking that little bit of luck taking those turns uh and then going on and doing what you've got to do and leaving the other team licking their wounds a little bit uh, for not taking their chances so I think what what we are seeing from what we what we've seen so far from Darren Moore's Wednesday now is that he knows how to win football games yeah and Wednesday have only played well in patches um, so far they haven't actually strung 45 minutes together it's been in fits and starts 20 minutes here 25 minutes there and so I think that's what's exciting is that they should only improve and yeah. they should only get better the longer that the team plays together and that understanding will develop and they can you know they will continue to gel so you know for them to have 10 points on the board out of the first five matches I think most people would have taken that um, especially on the back of them signing 14 players and yeah, the yeah. overhaul that we have seen in, in the last couple of months. And as we record this, it's actually six months to the day since Darren Moore took charge wow. of Sheffield Wednesday. So, again, the transformation in the football club uh, over the last few months has been nothing short of remarkable, really. It, it, it really has. And, and I mean, let's just rewind literally two episodes of this podcast. And, and in our pre-season show, we talked about the need for patience and the fact that it might actually be, it might be quite a painful start to the season because there's a lot of things that need to click into place. And actually in terms of performance, I think that's, we, we, we were completely right in terms of the fact that, you know, it, it hasn't quite all fallen into place and there's still work to do. Having a little bit of a break now for Darren Moore and the players to, to work on what they need to work on for a week and a half, I think is a real positive. Um, but 10 points is is a great return from, from that opening fixture list. It's just a shame, isn't it, that we kind of, you know, go into that break on the back of a defeat which I, I didn't see the the Morecambe game so I've pieced together what I think from what friends have told me and, and, and what I've you know read from, from people like you and I kind of get the impression the irony being that actually Wednesday uh, probably one of the better performances of the season but one of those days have kind of been a little bit wasteful and getting punished for it and there's uh, that tiny little um, element of all right, you know, here we go again. This is what we were kind of used to from from Wednesday of old, um, and it's you, you can't do it in this league, can you? Because you will get punished. No, you can't. I'm, and Morecambe, you know, showed that if you are not your best and you don't take your chances, then you know it will come back to haunt you. Um, and it was the first test that we've seen so far of where. 
you know, Wednesday away from home, they played Charlton and they played Rotherham, two of what you would class two of the bigger teams in this league. Morecambe was a banana skin. You know, you looked at it on paper and thought, newly promoted club. It was their biggest ever crowd at that stadium. It had a cup tie feel to it. And Wednesday didn't perform badly, but you would have liked to have seen them create more clear-cut openings. Um, And actually, my biggest criticism still of this team not just on this season, not not on last season, it's on the last few years, they don't test the goalkeeper enough. They get in some wonderful positions, but then it's poor decision-making, that final pass, that end product, bit of composure. And yeah, you know, there have been very few times I've come away and thought they've seriously tested an opposition goalkeeper. And that's what I'd like to see them do more, really. And I think with... The attacking players that they've got, and I know we'll sort of discuss it more in detail, it's trying to fit them all in, but in a system that gets the best out of your attacking players um, and allows them to shine and for ultimately to, for you to win more matches than you lose. And in Wednesday's case, the, you know, to go up, they're going to need to win over half their matches this season um, if they're going to finish in the top two. So that's the challenge um, and they've made a good start. But yeah, you know, I think that it was a bit of a reality check maybe Morecambe that, yeah, you know, it, it just showed that there is a golfing class between the Championship and League One. But still, if you don't take chances and aren't clinical, then all it takes, as we saw, is one set play unfortunate own goal from Dennis Adenaran and then you're huffing and puffing trying to get back in the match yeah. it, it's a different kind of league in terms of winning games isn't it and and I mean that sounds daft because football winning football games is about scoring more goals than the opposition but it is a different league you're right it is that that golfing class makes it a different league in terms of what you've got to do to to, to win games and having better players than the opposition doesn't doesn't immediately entitle you to to, to victories uh, particularly at smaller stadiums particularly when you've got a team that are quite pumped for it because you know Wednesday come into town um, and we're going to have that this season and uh, I think the really good the, the really um, positive thing out of all this and, and you know we don't want to sound like we're whinging about things the really positive thing is that we know we've still not really seen barely anything of what this squad of players can can do and you know you're talking about not testing the goalkeeper enough I mean, arguably, we have better attacking options in the squad this season than we did last season in in a, a league where scoring goals should be easier. Um, and it feels like we've got a more exciting squad when everything does start to click and Darren Moore really is getting the right tune out of everyone. That... Um, it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a rosy looking picture rather than a depressing looking picture. Where in the past it's been, you know, we're not testing the goalkeeper, and where on earth are the goals going to come from? Now it's we're not testing the goalkeeper, but boy, you know, when things get really get going, it's going to be exciting. And I think we've got to get used to James that when Wednesday go away from home and they play against the sort of the lesser lights of the division that. They're going to have the majority of the ball, and teams are then going to sit in, and they do it at Hillsborough too. You know, so you know, home and away, there'd be some teams that will show Wednesday so much respect, and so Wednesday, 
will need to be patient and then they need to be cute and have yeah that um that calmness they will and they will um be times where it will be frustrating and um they have to sort of play the waiting game but they've got players that can wear the opposition down so um i i think it was a good lesson really was Morecambe. i think that's one that we might look back on near the sort of the end of the season and think yeah you know wednesday should never have lost that but do you know what they learned from it and they then didn't make or repeat those mistakes and um you know we're all hoping that they're going to be more you know clinical in that final third yeah and and look you know to win to win promotion from this league you need to win games you know if we if we can carry on winning all our home games then there's going to be the odd bump in the road at, 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 at some difficult away games and you kind of think it's kind of all right isn't it we can we can survive on that we can we can be all right you know if if we can average 10 points from every five games this season you would expect to probably finish in the top two. You know, that's you know, it, it would be a, a pretty good, uh, a pretty good season. So, you know, if we can continue repeating what we're seeing now, mm. we're going to be up there or thereabouts. Literally on course for it. You know, two points per game yeah. is automatic promotion form. Yeah, so, ninety-two points. Wednesday will almost certainly finish in the top two. So we went into the Morecambe game, top of the league. Uh, at the end of the day, we dropped down to second in the league, but still in the in the top two. I would point out league tables this time of season don't mean anything. Um, but uh, technically, of course, we are now um, we are now um, top of the league again, but in the Pizza Cup League after after Tuesday night's victory over. Uh, oh, it's so depressing even saying this victory over Newcastle United. Under 21s. Uh, points from this. So, firstly, it felt like quite a strong team. It was quite an exciting lineup um, and it was a comprehensive victory. You'd probably expect, uh, uh, you know, this, this Wednesday team to go out there and beat Newcastle under 21s. But you look at the statistics and you kind of think, I mean, that could have been like 10 0. It was so one sided. Even the first half, I think Wednesday had 18 shots and 70% of possession. And so, just as a side note on that, you'd think, like, what is the point in this competition? Yeah. What's it? What, what, just what, why? What, how does that do them any good? I don't understand. Yeah, you, I suppose that some people turn around and go, well, playing in front of six and a half thousand at Hillsborough, that's more than what they'd normally play at. And so it's getting them used to playing in these stadiums, these theatres, uh, and with more of a crowd than man and his dog that they might get at a lot of under-23s matches. But no, I'm with you really that I, I look at it and think that's not going to help their development massively. And it was men against boys. That's what it was. Um, and Wednesday, it wouldn't have flattered them one bit if they had won 6 7 nil. And again, we're probably talking about Wednesday not bringing their you know shooting boots, and if they had, then yeah, it wouldn't have been a cricket score, but it would have been you know one heck of a tonking for Newcastle, you know, United's under twenty ones. But no, there were a lot of good performances. Yeah, no, I thought some, you know, I thought Kieran Brennan was really good, um, and every time I've seen him, actually, I've been impressed with Kieran Brennan. Um, Bright future for that lad. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I, I would say that. My my fear is that he's fifth choice at the moment, and so he's one of those that if you look at Wednesday centre back 
you know, pool, and you've got Hutchinson, I all for Dunkley Gibson. Gibson, we haven't seen play yet. He's the only one. So um, you, we can't comment on him. But you're looking at Hutchinson's had his injury niggles this season. But, you know, on the whole, you have to say, yep. done really well since he's come back. Hasn't missed too many matches. Um, but then Dunkley has also had an injury this season. And so Brennan might get his opportunities if Wednesday keep getting on, getting injuries there. Uh, and for that reason too, it might put the club off wanting to loan him out. But really, I think he's at the age where he needs matches and he needs to be playing. Such a hard one, isn't it? Because you kind of think in in this league, I mean, we don't know if there are games that, that Darren Moore is going to play five at the back. Um, so, so three centre-halves. Um, so you probably do need five out and out defenders in a in a squad, don't you? And there's so many games this season that injuries are going to happen. Um, players are going to need resting. It's just as simple as that. You know, we, we're going to have periods of playing um, uh, Saturday midweek, Saturday midweek, Saturday midweek. You know, you look at the fixture list now, and already it's quite packed. And then you think, well, you know, that's how many cup games have still got to be added on to that. It's a it's a bit mental. We should also put Liam Palmer into the mix too, as we saw at Morecambe. He's played at centre half, so yeah. I think it's quite clear that Darren Moore sees him as an option at centre half, and and that's why I think there's been some matches this season where they've gone without a defender on the bench. Uh, and I think that Darren Moore's yeah. comfortable doing that. As, and I think we'll see more of that. There'll be times this season where yeah. he actually want more attacking options. He literally want to load the bench with attacking with players yeah. and game yeah. changes. You've also got like the crazy anomaly that is Callum Patterson, who yeah. generally starts up front or, or even out wide. And actually, like, you're like yeah, yeah, he can play centre-half. You can throw him in. And, or he can play pretty much either side as a fullback as well, which is just crazy how there's a footballer that's able and, and has experience of playing all those positions but but there we go um so yeah i think uh, it's weird this isn't it that we've we've talked before about the the need and actually the mistakes that maybe wednesday have made in the past in not learning out players at the right time but we've already seen a couple of players that have gone out on loan to non-league on the basis that it means that Wednesday, if they need to, they can recall people at fairly short notice. So if we're reading into the fact that Darren Moore's decided not to do that with Kieran Brennan, and that could still happen, of course, but um, if he's decided not to, that means he does expect him to get some chances this season. Yeah, possibly, yeah. And and I think that he maybe sees Kieran Brennan playing the Papa John's Trophy. Um, and Pizza Cup. Okay, Pizza Cup. Um, annoyingly, we didn't get any pizza at the ground. Actually, I was I was banking on us getting. Did you not? No, I was hoping. I know, oh, shocking. I know. So I'm gonna um, put a complaint in in the next few days, saying that not good enough and need to up their standards <laughs> on the catering side. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the other young player that was involved, that I, I suppose is worth mentioning, is too. I thought Deli Bashiru did well in midfield, and he's another one where, <clears throat> if you're talking about. The, lo- the big losers from Wednesday's summer recruitment, you would have to say Dele Bashiru as you're thinking, how's he going to get in the team? Um, he's going to yeah. be an impact sub yeah. at most. And and this isn't me being negative. And, and we, you know, this is a better position. You know, I had Dele Bashiru in my team when Wednesday came back in for the start of pre-season, of playing as my number 10 
in, in my sort of best eleven at Wednesday at the time. But that's yeah. all they had. But Bruce now was one of the better players yeah. in the in the squad as it stood then, wasn't yeah. it? And you think, well, at least that's a position we don't need to worry about. And, and he looked good in pre-season, and and Adoin yeah. showed some nice moments too. But the reality is that since then, a lot of players have come in, and so it's that yeah. age-old problem of um, yeah. these guys are at points in the career where they need to be playing regularly. And it's hard right now to see how they're going to get into the starting 11 yep. on Wednesday. So that's the challenge and the difficulty that Darren Moore's going to have is trying to keep this squad happy. I think that yep. is the yep. biggest one that he's got. There, there aren't many players in the squad that you look at and think, oh yeah, they're squad players. They're they're here to just come in when they when they need to. Like you, you could make a case for easily 20 of those outfield players players to say well they'd expect to be starting and, and a good case for starting maybe more than 20 and and that doesn't work so you can only play 10 of them um so it's going to be really really interesting to see how that pans out and and you would think that Darren Moore is doing the sensible thing here and hedging his bets in thinking there's going to be issues with injuries there's just form there's going to be players that have periods of being out of form he needs to be able to change it up a problem with massive problem we had last season was that the strength in depth just wasn't good enough and that meant you know if there was a couple of players out you'd look at it and think right, it's a it's a really poor looking championship team isn't well, it well what have we said like for the last few months and, and most Wednesday fans would agree with it that if Dominic Iorfa and Massimo Luongo either of them or both if they'd stayed fit then Wednesday wouldn't have got relegated last season and um, we were always then harping on about when's Massimo Luongo going to be back is he going to be fit um, there was always that clamour because the depth wasn't there. And now, you know, we're going to maybe talk a bit more about the one in a bit, but this is it, that Wednesday have got so many midfield options there now that um, they can mix and match and they yeah. can rotate. Um, right, well, let's talk Let's talk about um, signings then. Deadline day finishing late last night, the window slamming shut as, uh, as they like to to say uh, we were all kind of braced for the fact that Wednesday probably weren't going to do anything on the last day and then suddenly it kind of felt like out of nowhere there was this rumour about um, Saido Berahina and within a couple of hours it was like yeah it's confirmed he's he's here so um, proper out of the blue they don't tend to happen very much anymore do they where there's just a player out of the blue that's literally in the space of a few hours rumoured and then it's it's done they're generally rumoured for a few a few days before and certainly not someone that I, whose name I'd heard mentioned even once over the last few few weeks so um, nice to have a genuine surprise and I mean, what a fascinating signing this is on, on so many levels. So this is a guy who just a few years ago looked like he could be on the verge of, of you know, going up to play for, a, you know, a top top five, top six Premier League team, could become one of the brightest strikers in the country, possibly in the, in the world. And things unraveled very quickly. Um, he's he's certainly a player that doesn't come without his you know previous problems, um, but worked under Darren Moore. Darren Moore's earned our trust, hasn't he? Definitely earned our trust. And you know if he can see a way that he can make all this work and you know keep the the harmony and the balance and everything within the squad, we've kind of got to give him our uh, benefit of the doubt I must say yesterday when I looked at it I thought you know look I don't want to drag up his past that's not what this is about but you do look through some of the things that have happened in his past and think 
we, we've had other players linked over the last 12 months and said, mm, is it the kind of person that we want here? Um, it's a really difficult one. It is. And um, when you actually look at some of the players that um, you know, Darren Moore has been interested in trying to sign for Sheffield Wednesday, I think that gives you an insight into maybe why he's taken a bit of a calculated punt on Berahino. We had Ravel Morrison, who was on trial. And again, he's somebody who's had his misdemeanours um, and off the field issues. Can, and just, then, can I just add that I think that Morrison was like a, a, you know, a different level in terms of controversy. I, I'm not, no, I, but I'm not no, sure but they were comparable in no, quite the I, I suppose the same I'm comparing way, it. I'm, I know what I'm you mean. Yeah, I'm, I just think no, it's, no, it's no. If, if think, no, it's important to point that out. But he, I, I would also add that the similarities with him uh, and Berahino is that their careers have lost. The, they've lost their way. Yeah. Um. And and I'm sure that their off the field problems have contributed to them losing form, not fulfilling the their potential. Yeah. That's what we've seen. And then we've, you know, in the last week or so, and I, and I know, you know, I had it confirmed that, you know, Wednesday and Darren Moore is a big fan of Nathaniel Mendes-Lang. Uh, and he's another one who, again, has had issues off the pitch. But it's, it, I think it's testament, really, to, like, to Darren Moore that, you know, he's not put off by that. And, you know, players who come with baggage or who've had their problems he's, he, that doesn't phase him one little bit as he just looks at the player and in Berahino's case he's someone that he knows inside out he's someone that he's worked with before and so he feels he's got the trust the respect of the player and clearly believes that he might be the man after it has to be you know, six years really since Berahino did anything, yeah, you know, is. like his his um, goal scoring return. Um, it's you know he's gone massively down backwards. You know he was on the brink of an England call up in 2015. You know, um, you know Roy Hodgson was looking at him, you know, seriously. And since then, yeah, it, his career stalled. And so, you know, really, what Darren Moore's done is phone him a lifeline. Like that's it. And so. It's up to Berahino now to, to grab it. And yeah, I, it's the most intriguing piece of business. And it's a high-profile name. That's it, you know. And I, I think, do you know what, that's another thing that's maybe sort of gone under the radar a little bit is the pulling power of Darren Moore that would Sheffield Wednesday have been linked or signed some of these players, say, when Gary Monk was in charge... Or, or Jos Lukai no. for definite, you know that. that you know, I feel as if this we're, is, and we were literally a league above at the time. Yeah, uh, and you know, I, I saw a bit of Sky Sports news last night, and it was on their sidebar. It was part of the you know the cycle on the the sidebar. Huge letters, you yeah. know, Sheffield Wednesday sign, Sido Berahino. Um, what do you think this tells us anything in terms of the the setup at the club now? I, I looked at that yesterday and went. Well, to me, that's it. That, you know, this is just Darren Moore is running the show now. He he's pretty much got you know the, all the control over all the incomings, um, or at least he's certainly got the complete trust of the owner to just allow him. If he says, "Yeah, I want to bring this guy in, I can get a tune out of him," just go. All right, fine, get on with it. I trust you. Uh, I I felt I feel this is quite an important signing in terms of what it tells us on the the wider scale. That's all I've been told throughout the summer, James. Is that 
Darren Moore is running it and um, recruitment is being headed up by him and David Downs. And so, yeah, you know, the days of where Amadou Paxau was heavily involved, I think, you know, he's well and truly taken a back seat. It's those two. It's And you, you really have to, yeah, take your hat off to them for what they've done with the restrictions that Wednesday are under. And you've got to remember, they haven't spent a penny in the transfer market it's on a player. So stunning, so isn't to, it? To get 14 players of the, the calibre that they have, and so many of them have championship pedigree or above, and there's a lovely blend of youth and experience in there. He's lowered the average age of the squad. He slashed the wage bill. Um, cleared out the deadwood. Um, well, he's looking like the messiah at the minute. He certainly will be if he gets them promoted. I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's hard to say anything other than just superlatives because we we were also late starting to the summer transfer yeah. window because of the restrictions. So we we were up against it. We were playing catch up. And I, I you know, I don't think you could really fault any of those signings at all. Wednesday didn't make a sign until just before well no, it was on the day of that second pre season friendly at Chester and the dinner room was the first one through the door. And then what, fifty odd days later, another thirteen have followed. It's um, incredible. Um and that you know, shows a club that maybe is changing its ways in the forward planning department and that's what we've been calling for for such a long time. And so, yeah, I think that, you know, they pulled the finger out and they got the business done. As soon as that embargo was lifted, yeah. they were bang, right, here we go, right, we've identified our targets and they've spoken to players as well. And, and do you know what the impressive thing is? Is that they persuaded players to hang on in there and not go to other clubs until that embargo was lifted. Yeah. So the pulling power of Darren Moore, yet again, I think, is underlined by how many players, such as a Lewis Wing, who would have had other options. You know, you could go through the squad, Bailey Peacock Farrell. Yeah. Loads of them. It's 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 really remarkable and, and um you know, we we, I say we, particularly I, w- was happy to hand out pelters last season for all the stuff that was going wrong. It's only fair then to to, to you know to look at it, you know, six months on not even six months on, is it? But, you know, a few months on. Um, and and give credit where it's due in terms of the fact that w- whatever's changed, however permanent the change is, what, whatever, it doesn't it doesn't matter. We can only judge what's in front of us. You really can't fault, you can't fault what Darren Moore's done, but also you've got to give credit, you've got to give credit to the chairman in, in allowing him to, to, to do it. And seemingly, we, we need more proof that it is a permanent change but seemingly learning those lessons and saying all right i've got it wrong i'm going to trust you I, you know I, I brought you here for a reason i'm going to let you get on with it and and it, it doesn't it doesn't mean it's it's not a structure we we do still need more long term work but you know we can only do one thing at a time and in the space of a very short amount of time this summer we've actually built exactly the kind of squad that we'd have wanted to be going into this season so uh i think we we've just got to give credit pretty much across the board another thing to add would be that if wednesday are there or thereabouts as we're hoping and expecting them to be around christmas time based on previous years and the day Ponchan Serie era, the chairman will do all he can to support Darren Moore as well, should he need any more signings in January. And uh, I, I've i loved 
this summer and the last few weeks, you some people might look at it as arrogance, but I've I've loved your players and Darren Moore talking this club up. There's been too much talking this club down, and so every player has been saying that you know he's signed that they've only come here you know, for promotion and. It's not via the playoffs. It's not second. It's number one, and I find that refreshing. You know, I think that's you know that's the right attitude, and it's that there that where I think that Darren Moore, his approach and trying to change the mentality of this football club and the culture, again something we've talked about so much. You know, I I think that it's great that that's what we've seen. It's it, it's it's just it's new era, isn't it? And it's exactly what we needed. It's it's a new era in terms of where the club is, and a new era of the way that we talk about it. And it and it applies to us as well as fans. I think. I think that we were all used to talking about Wednesday in such a negative light. I mean, negative at best. Like for a lot of people, I think they're pretty much given up. Mm. Um, and now, uh, you know, we're, we're, we as fans are able to to think more positively about the club and talk more positively about the club which is daft we got relegated last season you know it should, we should still really be down in the dumps and it's really not like that it really just feel like there's a corner that's been turned tentatively but um it's been turned with confidence you know it's it's it, it feels very much like yeah this is a new era and it is all right to to kind of be enjoying what's going on now and, and enjoying what's uh, what's changed. Um, just to wrap up transfer talk, we've had one outgoing, which is um, Andre Green. Again, a little bit out of the the blue, um, who's moved on, and actually maybe not a huge surprise. It, he was a bit. He was one of those that was a little bit of a risk. Not really worked out for him. His performances on the pitch have not quite been there. And with other players coming in, you look at it and think. We could actually, we could afford to lose someone. Maybe it wasn't quite the right fresh start for him and he needs a different fresh start. I think you're being kind. I think, um, yeah, he flattered to Steve in a Wednesday shirt. Uh, I thought he played really well at Middlesbrough, but he played 15 times and he maybe turned up and showed what he's about in three of them, if that. So not the sort of hit ratio that you're looking for. And he was your classic erratic winger um, and so Slovan Bratislava were interested in him last year um, you know before Wednesday signed him so there was this, you know that past interest and it reignited it and yeah maybe I think Andre Green perhaps if you asked him he's looked at it and thought you know what I'm not going to be a regular in this team um, unless I seriously get back to the levels that he was producing when he was sort of coming through at Aston Villa and no I look at it again as it's maybe modern Wednesday and that the club is changing that we've seen in Julian Burner and now Andre Green Wednesday turning profits for players so who'd have thought it I was having this conversation with someone last night that we brought in we brought in 14 players but the balance account will show a profit uh, and it will show the wage bill hugely reduced and actually we'd say probably a better squad it's like it's I mean not even probably it is a better squad yeah. uh, that's just nuts isn't it that's that's an incredible bit of money I, I think the other thing to say actually going back to Berahino too is that he has taken a huge pay cut to come to Sheffield Wednesday so it shows good attitude from his like perspective that, that uh, you know he's not coming here for, for financial reasons it's that 
the guy wants to play regularly and he hopefully wants to be part of a winning team that are successful um, and that, you know, sees it, you know, it's, it's his last shot for me, you know, I, and really, it's the biggest club he's played for. With all due respect to West Brom and Stoke in this country, Sheffield Wednesday is the biggest club that you're know, So he's lucky to have this opportunity, you know, based on his footballing track record and what he's done over the last six years. Yeah. He's, you know, that, so he, you know, you would like to think he's going to be wanting to pull out all the stops to repay the faith that Darren Moore has shown in him. Tell you what as well, fans back in the stadiums, like Berahino has a chance to become an absolute legend, hasn't he? You know, he he could become so, so popular. Um, and uh, yeah, all, all the things kind of add up to um, it being a worthwhile risk. I know you love doing this, scoring transfer windows out of 10. Go on. I've seen some people give it 10. I'm still maybe going to go with between eight or nine, maybe eight and a half, if that's allowed. I don't know if that's allowed, but I'm, I'm and some of people say I'm being pretty harsh there. I don't know if you've ever scored lower than I have, and I'd probably go nine, nine and a half. Mm. Yeah, I, do you know what? That's taking circumstances and everything into account. Yeah, yeah, Um, I'm maybe being um, a bit harsh. I suppose my, my slight concern is, Left back, um, you know, are Wednesday, have they got enough depth there? Yeah. Um, Liam Palmer's done a good job, but it's still not his natural position. And then you're yeah, left with yeah. Marvin Johnson and, and Jaden Brown, who I both think are better going forwards. Um, and yeah. there's the centre-half issue that I raised before. If Wednesday get injuries there, then all of a sudden you're thinking, have they got, you know, the quality? And then... There is also the question mark over have they got enough goals and you'd like to think that they do have, but so far they've not been yeah. banging them in and so that's why the jury's out on that. So I've, I'd have I'd get to eight and a half as I've knocked off about half a mark for each of those points that I would make. But then the other eight and a half, yeah, it's been nothing but outstanding. Yeah, okay then. Um uh, a few very quick things for us to uh, to get through. We touched on it earlier. Massimo Luongo, who I fear is becoming the world's unluckiest footballer when it comes to injuries, um, comes back in, has that great game against Rotherham, and then picked up another, another, and it, it sounds fairly horrible, doesn't it? Well, well it did. Um, and then we've had conflicting reports as in the Australian press over the weekend. Um, the information that they had and then what they've reported suggested that we could be looking at an operation and that he could be out for the rest of this year but then speaking to Darren Moore after the Newcastle Cup tie he was saying that we're talking a matter of weeks not months so um, yeah opposite ends of the spectrum there um, and clearly we're going to take Darren Moore on what Darren Moore said. And so that's encouraging. And so probably Plymouth will come too soon, I would imagine for him. Um, We don't know when that Sunderland fixture is going to be rearranged yet. I think that will be played, I'd imagine, at some time this month um, as well. They'll want to get that match in as soon as possible. Will the EFL, that's what they tend to do when matches get called off or rearranged over the international break. So, 
Um, yeah, good news as as you're fearing the worst and thinking yeah. that oh, deja vu that Massimo Luongo might miss three to four months of the season. We obviously wish him, uh, you know, as quick a recovery as uh, as we can do, and, and hope that he's back to full fitness soon. Uh, we've got a competition on the go at the moment. On our, this is a Twitter only competition. So if you listen to this show and you're not on Twitter, then well, I have to apologise. We will do all the competitions in the future that aren't just Twitter, but this one is just to keep it nice and simple. If you haven't seen it already, go to our Twitter page at Dom and James. There's a tweet there. Um, tells you what to do to be in with a chance of winning your choice of either of the new uh, when. Wednesday home or away shirts for this season um, it is a UK only competition and a, I think a couple of people kind of said oh, why can't we enter in America or whatever um, it's just with the complications with postage and all that kind of stuff that uh, unfortunately we can't just kind of say well some countries are alright some not so we've just said right we'll just keep this one to UK only um, but we will again we will do things in the future that are open to absolutely everyone if you've not entered that then do it because uh, particularly that away shirt is just an absolute work of art. Uh, right then, um, coming up, we, we, so we have got an international uh, break. Sunderland, of course, is postponed. So we're looking at a week on Saturday, a trip to Plymouth is our next game. In terms of the league, this is a third away game in a, on, the, on the trot. But nice little break between them. Bit of chance for Darren Moore to, to work on what he wants to work on, uh, which is with such a new looking squad, he's obviously going to be um, helpful. And a, a game, realistically, that we would absolutely expect to get a result down there. You would, and um, it's the sort of place that you've got to go to and get a positive result. Um, and, and Wednesday, they've got to bounce back and put maybe a bit of a marker down, I think, uh, at Plymouth. That this is the squad that they've now got to work with. We should caveat that that with they can bring in free transfers and I wouldn't be totally surprised, shocked if Darren Moore were to bring in another free agent in the next few months if he thinks that there is a player could out it, there. Could it be got, someone whose name's already cropped up in this podcast? Well, maybe. It wouldn't, yeah, could, could do. But, um, you know, I, I think Wednesday are well stocked in most positions. And so, um, Berahino, I think the, um, another thing to add is that... Um, he's got to isolate for five days travelling from Belgium so he's not going to join up and train with the team until next week uh, so I'd be amazed if yeah, Berahino started maybe in the squad it depends on how he looks in training he has been playing in Belgium you know, I think he's four appearances off the bench for his side there so yeah, um, I reckon that there will be um, you know a few changes um, but I thought that it was good to see Lewis Wing um, after being poor against Rotherham, I think that you know he was much much better. Um, admittedly, against weak opposition uh, in Newcastle under twenty ones, but I think that will give him a bit of confidence. Um, and so yeah, you know they've still they're only going to have I think Luongo and Josh Windass that will definitely be unavailable. You should have Hutchinson, Dunkley, Lewis Gibson, and Shadipo who again we haven't seen since Huddersfield, they should all be pushing in contention. So it, it's who he's going to leave out, who's not going to make the squad. It, it's those selection dilemmas that yeah. Darren Moore's got. We um, obviously, uh, we did our last episode as our first live episode, uh, which we broadcast on um, Twitter and on 
uh, Facebook. It didn't work on YouTube. It will do next time. Um, and um, I think it, it's going to be interesting. The next episode that we do is going to be our next live one as well. And I think it's going to be really interesting to get kind of the thoughts of people um, and see, you know, who they think has been maybe the best signing of the window and what they think, you know, is, is going to be that best starting 11. That is such a hard, hard question to answer about best starting 11. We just don't, we don't know enough about some of these players, but we'll, we'll give that a go. So keep an eye out for the, the date of that. If you're around and want to get involved in our next live episode, it'd be brilliant to get your thoughts on some of the things that we have talked about um, and um, touched on over the course of this episode. Right, that's going to wrap us up. Thank you to our partners at Title or Solicitors who make the show possible please check out titolaw.co.uk or at titolaw on Twitter. Dom is at Dom Housen. I'm at James Marriott. The show is at Dom and James. You can also find us on Facebook and YouTube, where, as I mentioned, we're going to be broadcasting live throughout the season. Just search for Singing the Blues, you will find us. Uh, you can also find those links on our website, which is singingtheblu.es, or in the show notes for this episode. Thanks for listening. Up the owls, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>